Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Australian Grape and Wine Studio Canberra podcast. My name's Lee McLean. I'm the General Manager for Government Relations and External Affairs at Australian Grape and Wine. And with me as always is Tony Badalene, our Chief Executive. How are you, Tony? I'm very well, Lee, and it's a pleasure to talk to you and welcome all listeners. It's uh, It's been a big week here in Canberra. Uh, at the start of the week, we've had the PM over in the UK. We've seen a really big announcement about um, a long foreshadowed UK free trade agreement, which I know you've had some involvement in um, over the over the last few months, Tony. Could you just give us a, a bit of a rundown on what it actually means for, for grape growers and winemakers around Australia? Yeah, thanks, Lee. So the announcement that came out earlier this week in the press conference in the United Kingdom between Boris Johnson and, and Prime Minister Morrison said that an in-principle agreement had been reached on the UK-Australia Free Trade Agreement. Now, it's really interesting to understand what in-principle means. The reality is no one actually knows. What it does mean is that the broad parameters have been agreed of some of the sensitive issues. So we know that tariffs, and which is what technically is called market access, so we know there's been decisions made on some tariffs. So, for example, wine tariffs will be eliminated uh, uh, as part of this agreement. So wine tariffs in the United Kingdom, those tariffs are around between 10 to 15 pence a bottle. So they're quite significant in monetary terms when they add up. So there's something that will come onto the bottom line and hit those margins of producers. So it's a really welcome outcome. The other issue, of course, about this is there's many other issues we were negotiating. So technical issues relating to improved access. Uh, we have a wine agreement with the United Kingdom. It's a holdover from when we had a wine agreement with the EU. And so it has many technical labelling and those sort of aspects and were issues there we were negotiating. Now, they are still underway. Um, whether they will eventually be resolved in the final agreement, we're not sure, or whether they'll be resolved on a bilateral basis as well. So there's a lot of uncertainties, but the good news is that we will get an, a reduction and an elimination of the tariffs of Australian wine going to the UK once the agreement is finalised. Well, that is good news, Tony. It sounds like there's a fair bit of work to do on that technical that technical stuff as well. So I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be keeping pretty busy over the next few months on that. Um, just in terms of the market itself, I mean, how how important is the UK to Australian winemakers? So the UK market is our largest market by value and by volume. Now, uh, obviously, China used to be our largest market, but seeing as trade to China has essentially stopped, uh, the UK market's taken over. There's been about a 30% growth in the last 12 months in that market. So it's up to about $460 million. So it's a pretty significant market. It's always been a good solid market for Australian producers. Obviously, we're primarily focused in the off-premise uh, area at the moment, but I, we're hoping that with the wine agreement, it'll help diversify that interest from UK consumers and we'll get that higher price point element in the on-premise as well. Oh, well, that sounds really positive. And, uh, and uh, I think we should congratulate uh, the government for getting to this point uh, in the in the process. Uh, although we know there is a fair bit more work to do. So we'll, we'll keep uh, everyone informed as we go on with that. Yeah. And I just, the, I guess the thing we should add is that this sets the architecture for the final agreement. And if that sounds like jargon, it is, that is government jargon. Uh, it sets, so it sets those parameters what the final agreement will be. The good news is that when you agree in principle, you have to finalise the agreement relatively rapidly. I expect to see this agreement come into force. So it's got to go through the parliamentary process. It's got to go through the, uh, the, the, the joint committee on treaties. Uh, that takes some time. So I'm expecting mid next year will be when we see that tariff relief. All right. Well, I'll hold you to that and we'll, we'll uh, do another podcast when that happens. Um, of course, 
the UK FTA isn't the only FTA that uh, is being negotiated at the moment. We've got a wide raft of FTAs in in uh, in play uh, already. But the key one for us is is the uh, EU Free Trade Agreement, which um, has been sort of negotiated for quite some time. We've been quite vocal on a few issues, particularly around uh, the treatment of geographical indications uh, and how they relate to grape varieties. Tony, you've been involved in this process as well. Where, where's that one up to? Yeah, so the EU-Australia FTA negotiations are going, I wouldn't say quickly, um, and we're up to, I think, the 11th round of negotiations at this stage. We're about to kick off the 11th round if we haven't just finished it. The a lot of again a lot of technical issues to be resolved in this negotiation. So we've got a fairly well established trading relationship with Europe through our wine agreement, and that wine agreement was first signed in 1994, uh, renegotiated back in 2008. So long-standing agreement that sets enological practices. You can sell wine to EU. It sets labelling standards. Uh, it sets those standards for sweetness, how you can describe a wine, whether it's dry or extra dry and things like that. So we've been negotiating issues surrounding that. Uh, I can't talk about the actual detail of this because I'm on the negotiating team and I've had to sign confidentiality agreements, but where there's been fairly intense late night negotiations and all these issues, uh, a lot of matters that are still to be resolved. Uh, and obviously you have a very strong agenda on things like geographical indications as well. Yeah, and look, just on that that geographical indications issue, um, I know it's something that I'm I'm working on at the moment is uh, a future podcast that we're going to do, which will give us a bit of a deep dive into the prosecco issue, which is one of those things that we've been talking about for a number of years now. It's a really really critical issue for our industry and for our organisations. So watch this space on on that podcast. Yeah, and just on prosecco, Lee, I think the really interesting thing about prosecco, it's not just about that grape variety. That's what right. it is, it's about extending the concept. And if you let this go, you can extend it as far as you want. We know there's a great interest in Australia and other countries in alternative grape varieties. So getting away from the, the big standard group and we can't afford to lose the ability to use those terms. We also know, and this is a complicating factor that the EU are negotiating with New Zealand at the same time. New Zealand's a key market for us. And it, so these negotiations are leaked in that respect. So we actually spoke to the New Zealand negotiators this morning. They rang us up and wanted to talk about issues around Prosecco because they're under a lot of pressure to stop using Prosecco. And of course, closing that market to us would be devastating. So we're doing everything in our power to work with New Zealand negotiators well on this issue. Yeah, there's no doubt it's a really important, uh, important bit of work. And I think it's going to be something we have to focus on uh, even more intensely over the next few months as that, that agreement starts to reach its end point. Um, so we're going to leave it there today, a quick, short and shiny uh, episode on trade and FTAs. But before we go, we'll uh, close with my usual question, Tony. What's going to be in your glass this weekend? Yeah, well, Lee, I'm drinking, I've gone to the West. I'm drinking a Voyager Estate 2016 Shardy. It's a nice little drop. And I mean, if you've got to drink good Shardy, that's certainly one of our regions. Everyone produces great wine in Australia, of course, but certainly a Shardy from uh, Margaret River. It's a, it's a pretty good drop. Yeah, well, that's, that's uh, one of my favourites as well. Um, for me, I'll be uh, travelling to uh, Adelaide this weekend for a friend's birthday party. And this friend uh, tends to have a pretty good uh, array of good uh, Barossa Shiraz uh, on hand. So I'm sure I'll be digging into some of that. Hopefully there'll be a bit of Rockford Basket Press on, on offer, which is uh, always a favourite of mine. 
So with that, we'll leave it there, Tony. Thanks very much for your time. And thanks to all our listeners, whatever you're drinking this weekend, make sure you, you enjoy it responsibly and in moderation and we'll catch up with you next time. Yeah, thank you, Liam. Thank you, listeners.